Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Boo Pen, joined by my two great friends, Miller and CJ. Thank you for joining us today. We are a trio of friends talking about sports to try and bring some positivity into your lives. But in the ever-changing Chicago sports landscape, you know it can be hard to find. How you doing, boys? Woo! It's a glorious day. Beautiful weather, beautiful weather. I am sick. Other than that, though, I'm okay. You're supposed to portray positivity. <clears throat> oh, I'm positive that I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's positively sick. Okay. Very positive. <laughs> In today's episode, we'll discuss the news that stood out to us, give you our thoughts on Sox versus Cubs, like we do in the baseball season, and then finish it up with our brand new positivity scale segment. There has been some controversy internally about this, so we I, cannot wait to share this with you. And for bring the you record, up to there's speak. no controversy. It's it's just conversations. Just I, creating I, the creative. It's we, the creative are, mindset. Yeah, we are very excited. Some to share have this good with creativity, you. and some don't. Um, okay, um, starting off the segment as always. We're sharing the news. We're doing a little bit differently today. Instead of sharing most of the news that you can look up out there, we're sharing news that that you that would stood out to us. So Miller, if you want to kick it off, what what did you hear this week that stood out to you? You know, I I think everybody understands that I'm always right when I talk about things. Right, right. But there are those rare occasions where I am wrong. And it's looking like I'm going to be wrong about the Boston Celtics. Miami Heat have broke out to a 3-1 series, a series lead, I should say. And the one thing is, did you hear that there has never been an eight seed to win the NBA championship? The Miami Heat would be the absolute first. Let me set the scene to kind of show you how the Miami Heat maneuvered through these playoffs. They started off by barely beating the Bulls, barely, Uh, in the play-in tournament, which, again, I counted them out at that point. That was one series I counted them out. They then uh, went to the Bucs. They they beat the Bucs with an injured Jets. Number one seeded Bucs. Number one seed. They went to New York. They beat them in six. Uh, that was a series I couldn't care about. And then they entered into the realm with the Celtics. The Celtics, entering round two, which was before the 76ers, were the favorite to win the NBA championship at plus 140. They barely got past the Sixers all in. And these two teams, the Celtics and the Heat, met in the Eastern Conference Finals. At the beginning of this series, the Celtics were negative 550 to win the the series. What that means is in order to win $100, you would have to bet $550. And where are we at? We are looking at the second eight seed in NBA history to advance to the finals. The first being the 98-99 New York Knicks, who ironically defeated the Heat in the first round as a number one seed. But they made, made their way there. Now, some would say there's an asterisk on that season. Which would be a I would say. Year. I would say. Some yes. would say. 
But the bottom line is the Knicks did make it to the finals. They did end up losing, but they made it, and they were the first eighth seed to do that. Now, before I I open it up to the floor to these lovely gentlemen, uh, obviously the series isn't over yet. Boston could make their way back. But the big things to look at here as far as the stats are concerned is the Heat have turned it on from beyond the arc. The regular season, they were the third worst in the NBA with a 34.4. They're shooting 46% beyond the arc in this series. That's absurd. Almost 50%. I mean, it's nuts. The Celtics, on the other hand, complete opposite. They're shoot, they were in regular season 37-7, and they were shooting 29-2 before game four when they had a 40%. So that's the big one. And then the defense, the rotations that Miami is doing to halt this Celtics offense is, is – just perfect. They're just playing the perfect game, and if they can get one more, they could do it. Uh, Tatum, Tatum kind of broke out this last game, but he had no. And just one key point on Tatum: no field goals in the fourth quarter of the first three games. Zero field goals. So uh, it's interesting. I think Boopin and I both owe a drink bet uh, on this. If Miami Heat make it to the finals, I mean, Chris nailed it on the nose. Or CJ nailed it on the nose there, which was uh, it was it's it's interesting to see. That's for sure. No, for sure, Chris, <clears throat> CJ, props to you. You were on the Heat. They were okay, but I did not think they had this in them. Their defense, I think, has just been like, yeah, they are shooting lights out, but their defense just like truly unheard of. Like it's it's coming out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I think I um, agree. I think just a. Just to backtrack a little bit, the game with the Bulls was very close. Um, but I think in like the last minute and a half, the the Bulls collapsed and basically gave the win to to the Heat. <coughs> Sorry. Um, there's just something about the Heat. I've always been a fan of Jimmy Butler. And it came out recently that the team saw how Jimmy Butler played for them. And the team basically said that we would run through a wall for him. So Jimmy being the heart and soul, like I, I couldn't see him losing. Also, I think the Celtics had their game seven with the 76ers gave it their all. And I think that's what kind of didn't help them getting into the next round. They just looked winded. It was a tough series and Miami did have the extra days. Um, I did honestly think the Heat could steal one in Boston. I was completely caught off guard when they took two, but this it's a fun team to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I I saw a really good photo of Dwayne Wade when he was with the Heat, and then I think Butler was with Minnesota at that point. It's sitting at the announcer's table right before the game or right during the game, and then they were like kind of looked like they were talking about the future of the heat right if you guys remember lebron bosh wade you know that three-peat era i think wade stuck around for a little bit longer than the other people i think bosh had some injuries but i thought that was a beautiful picture we'll see if we can get it out on our socials after the show for you guys but i thought that was beautiful um yeah again uh props to you uh miller and i might have some money for the series to go a little bit longer than three one or four one but four two we have some money on yeah, that, I but I have heat for it too. Hey, we are rooting for you, Chris, for our I'm own gains. Hey, I'm fine of the heat because uh, Denver sweeping the Lakers was very nice to see. Um, 
I really would like Incredible. to see a Denver a Denver Miami final. That'd be that'd be that interesting. would be ooh, that would be fun. It wouldn't get a um, lot of viewership though. I don't think. I disagree with that. It's probably the worst series in terms of the NBA. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. Get another, we can talk about that next week. Another reason we can talk about you're that wrong. Next week. Another reason why you're wrong. <laughs> the one time CJ can say that, and I agree with him. Um, but talking talking about a news that stood out to me, guys. I don't know if you guys heard this name this week. I'm sure you have. Michael Block. He was a PGA. Um, like he 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 played this last weekend, right? But before that, he was a golf coach. He would give lessons for hundred twenty five dollars an hour. He played PGA this weekend. He played Sunday with Rory McIlroy. He finished 15th. And he won like $250,000. That's like, I don't know, someone do the math. That's probably, that's a lot of lessons. That's all I got to say. And it's like 2,600 lessons or something like that. I think I read. Thank you. 125. Can we agree though? 125 an hour is too fucking expensive. I don't, I disagree. I disagree with that. I had a trainer teach me. For twenty dollars on just my swing, and it took two hours. And that's all okay. I said. is he a PGA pro? He, he was a PGA pro. Played in he multiple was, tournaments, and he was a PGA. Was listen, in the top fifteen. Listen, he was a PGA pro. I don't remember his name, but um, for twenty dollars. I mean, I got a good, I got a decent swing for twenty dollars. That's all I'm saying. No question. yourself. Question: How was your game before and after? Oh, before <laughs> like, I was swinging like it's baseball, baby. You that's still how he are, pulled bro. me to the side. No, that's how he pulled me to the side. He's like, "Son, this isn't baseball," and I'm like, "Uh, well, I have a good." And then he literally just like showed me. He's like, "You got twenty bucks?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got twenty bucks." Took it out. He's like, "I'm gonna teach you how to swing." I'm like, bet. Oh, he probably wasn't. So you did a two-hour lesson and you stopped. Well, yeah, it was like seven o'clock at night. Again, what you more never can went you get back? for $20? That's what I was saying. I was saying you wouldn't. You never went back? No, I never went back because my swing was great. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> okay. sure. I, I feel like uh, we, we got an 18-hole we, coming We've played up. golf together. Listen, bro. put me in the PGA Championship. I'll be 15th. <laughs> now, dude, like Michael Block had a hole-in-one on a Sunday. Like, I, I again... Like I'm sure your teacher was great. Your twenty dollars are well was well worth it. Getting a hole in one First on of all, a that's Sunday, I I, I know I know, but I don't know. It's just so beautiful. Like I, again, he didn't win the championship, right? But I think he won all the hearts. This is the highest PGA Pro. Um, uh, that's like the highest they've ever done in a major, I believe. I saw. Yeah, and like I don't know. It's, it's been fun little stories. I think it was the Masters where like an amateur finished like yeah. he was actually like top five the whole time, and then I think the Sunday caught up to him and he finished like ten, top ten, top fifteen. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I love this story. Games golf is such a game of like like experience and whatever you bring to the table, and I just love that this like pros and amateurs are just like breaking the circle. It just like I thought it was a beautiful story and stood out to me. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. That was a cool oh. one. It was. I saw that too. Hope you find that exciting. Um, you know, it's baseball season in Chicago. You know what that means. Now, when the Two season started, teams playing. When the season started, the the hopes were very high on the south side, and they came crashing down. 
you know, like really crashing down, boys. Can you re- can you repeat that for your bandwagon Sox fans so they know they can get off the bus now? I hope that you guys think I'm a fairly realistic fan. I literally was about to not name them Sox. I call, didn't call them Sox for an episode, if you guys heard one of the earlier episodes. But uh, things, are, things are turning a little bit. So I want to hear from the Wrigley Faithful. Wrigley Faithful, Cubs have not won a series since Hold the on. beginning of May. Hold on. on. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. You can't sit you here cannot. and say things are dirty when you're freaking 10 games under 500 and then go to the Cubs. Okay. Okay. Here's some stats, okay? You swept the worst team in the league. Cubs have had tough matchups. I'll give them that. But they haven't won a series since the Marlins in early May. Well, why aren't we focused on the Sox? They are three and seven in the last ten. <laughs> I just want to hear from the Wrigley faithful. How are you guys doing? What's happening? Listen, listen the transition of well, you and your team to then talk about the Cubs, who last I checked, uh, we have one no. win more than you guys. So, <laughs> Chris, Chris, can, CJ, CJ, can we focus on the important things of the Cubs, like the Sox have over the last few years? We have, we have injured. <laughs> Player, that uh, ruined our whole season. And, I hurt my groin. Guys got hurt. I hurt so, my groin. So I can't play that's for four why weeks. Our team sucks. Oh, I'm, okay. I, I, I was running the third, can, and I ripped my hamstring. We can do that, right? Point of order. Have, point of order. You talk about your team. I talk about mine. Okay. <laughs> we have had injuries. Bellinger's on the IL right now. Uh, Horner is on the IL. He came back in the last Philly series. We have come back down to Earth. Let's let's all be truthful about that. But the problem is, our Earth is normal because about 500 is our max. And yours, Earth is championship or bust. So a little different rating system for the two teams here. But Real quick, before you cover, continue, before you continue, one quick question. Boobin, are you still playoff bound or no? We are only six games from number one That's in our not division. The question. That is not the question. Are you playoff bound or no? We are seven and three in the last ten. Still not answering have, the question. We have not lost a series since the beginning of May. But you have won many going. series. <laughs> we have literally we have Problem tied, is, like, we tried with the Astros and I think Royals one time. That's the great. rest of the series. No, the rest of the series, all of May, we've won. Okay, again, it's like are you playoff bound four. or no? I mean, the problem is, CJ, is the fact that their division's shit. Minnesota exactly. is not good. That's what so I wanted him Cubs. to say. So no, one's, no one's saying anything about, you got to focus on one team, Boobin. You're bouncing all over the place here. No, the, 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 the I said you focus on your they, team. Chris asked me a question. I just answered it. You didn't answer oh, it. You, you did he, not answer he, it. You did not answer it. You did not answer it. <laughs> He asked you, are you playoff bound? And you didn't answer. You changed the subject. I felt like optimistically, like, yes. That's I not mean, even an answer. Crap. Minnesota is, I mean, they've had a better stretch of late, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think you guys got, I mean, your series are still against under 500 teams because your whole fucking division's under 500. It doesn't really matter what they do. Even if they make the playoffs, they're still going to suck. They're still going to lose, but whatever. Let's get to the important part of the baseball and that is the youngster on the north side whose name is Christopher Morell. I don't know if you're following this kid. He started in well he played a little bit last year and they put him down to AAA this year to start the season. And he came up after about um, 
20 games, I think. 20, 20 something games. I'll look He's it up while you talk. 12 yeah. games. He's taken 49 at bats, 18 hits, and nine home runs. A few stats I want to throw out there. First, he had seven home runs in his first 10 games of the season. There's a lot of Cubs players that have done this. Sosa, Banks, Soriano, others. But he is the first to do it in the first 10 games of the season. And it gets better. Since that, he has upped it. He's had nine home runs in the first 12 games. And he is tied for second most home runs in a player's first 12 games of the season. This goes back to 1900. He is tied with Luis Gonzalez. We all remember that picture of him winning the World Series. And Larry Walker. And the leader is Mike Schmidt at 11. (laughs) There's more. Oh, wait, there's more. He has set the record. For most consecutive games in MLB history with at least one hit and one run by a player to start his season. 12, and it's active. The closest one is 10 from 1968. Let's see if it continues, shall we? The problem is it hasn't translated into wins because they're four and eight, but that kid is just on fire. Just just he's doing everything to will this team to the league and it, and he it also, looks like he's going to be in the team for a while he also hit 11 home runs in iowa in 29 games before he got called up <laughs> um, imagine having what what is that 20 20 home runs um hey, but yeah you, uh i'm i'm, in, I'm very much intrigued i'm very neck much and neck no just where you guys want to be right Sox fans neck and neck with the shitty cubs or I hey, should I say love, rebuilding Cubs. I love that you call them shitty. Thank you. I'll quote that next time. But um, talking about the Sox, um, like we talked about, they they, they are doing fairly okay. Um, fairly okay, um, right? Seven and three. The last you 10. can't fucking say they're doing fairly okay. They're nine and three games last, under five hundred. They were probably the worst team. No, they weren't. The A's are the worst team in baseball. They were the third worst team in baseball behind Kansas City, who's the one series. You swept them. Congratulations. You're not doing okay. You're nine games under 500. So when we lose to them, it counts. But when we win, it doesn't. It's kind of like a double standard. That's how that works when you're playing a shitty team. I mean, again, head-to-head, right? Like, I forget the aspirations the team has. We are very close to like what the records are. I'm putting you're playing how you're supposed to be playing, but you're playing that way against shitty teams. If you start playing good teams and you play like that, then you can come talking how you guys you're doing okay. Like, like, like nine games under five hundred is not okay. Like every fan out there will tell you, Miller, you can only pay the schedule you're dealt. Right? Didn't we you just do. say that you're one of the more optimistic or the realist? The real sucks. I, I am. I I was I was over here. Well, then you should be real that you're not them, doing okay. Ye- yelling at um, Jerry to sell the team. I was yelling at listen, them. We had, when we had the worst record than this. Right. Look, we'll we'll touch base again in the next two or three episodes because your schedule is very fun in my opinion. You have the Detroit Tigers, Angels, Tigers again. 
But then you have the Yankees, Miami, Dodgers, Seattle, Texas, Boston. Those are your yeah, next. So enjoy. Basically, enjoy you need to do some. Episode. You need to win the next three series because after that, it's a gauntlet. Hey, again, you can only have this. Here's what I'm saying. I never said we were World Series bound when when the series started. Right, like when those seasons started, I said they were a decent team. What? I did not say they were World Series bound. I I personally did not. There were people we know that did. I did not. You said playoff bound. That is I, close I, I, enough. I, I said playoff bound, right? And we are in, we are five and a half game from the lead. I'm not saying we're making it there, but I I've said this repeatedly, and hopefully you guys can stand up for me. I said I want to see competitive baseball. I want to see see a team that's fighting. Kopech today, um, he won. Like he has not given up around the last two starts. He won two and zero the other day. He won six and zero today. So that's the team I want to see, right? I want to see a team that's Against fighting. The Royals. Again, you could only play the team you're playing, right? When they were losing against the freaking top good teams, uh, top tier, like In everyone was, like, no one was teams. giving, no one was giving them the out that they're playing good teams. It was just like, oh, they're losing. Yes, we were. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's take it easy. But again, you guys hopefully know I'm I'm like a fair. I'm like even kill. Fair weather I'm fan. Fair I, weather I, fan. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was fair. I was going to say fair. I was going to say even kill. Like, I said playoffs. I didn't say World Series. And I still have those aspirations. Teams playing okay. They're competing. I would love to see that. Um, as you guys say, there's, <clears throat> there's like, uh, injuries. Hopefully, people come back from those injuries. That's what I want to see. But, again, I'm I'm inspired by 7-3 and three in the last 10, dude. I don't care who we played. It's crazy it's tough you, to you win find that inspiring. Game. The thing that sucks as a Cub fan at this moment, if you were to look up the stats right now, 524, mm-hmm. if you were to guess, Boobin, do you think the Cubs are top 10 in batting average? If you um, were to guess. Not recently. I feel like you guys like were really hot to start the season. I think like, you guys have kind of come back to us. So I, I don't think so. All right, and would you say that we're top ten in on base percentage? You guys have fairly high scoring games, so possibly. I will tell you this right now: the Cubs are top ten in batting average, on base percentage. We're third, and our slugging percentage is eighth. The only thing that we are not out that we're not in top ten is runs, which is twelfth. The White Sox, in turn, are twentieth. Just cherry picking. Well, because here's the thing. Thank batting you, average, Miller. batting average, and runs are what get you wins. And the Cubs right now, no, apparently yes. not, because we don't have any fucking wins. That's yeah, how my many point. wins do you have in the last ten? That's my point, so, though. Uh, having batting average and runs don't get you shit. But you the fact that we're things? pitching, exactly. we don't have a bullpen. That's what I was gonna get to. The hey, fact what that happened we to are... your Cy Young winner, like someone who was about to win the Cy Young. I think he's probably still favored Stroman? over your fucking shitty fucking guys. Strowman is Steel. still up there. Steel. Strowman is not. Steel. Justin Steele. I thought yeah, Strowman like was like third. Steele is no, 220 not, ERA. close. Strowman is 295 ERA. Steel no, is definitely the Cubs ERA right the, now the is 4.12. The White Sox ERA is 4.9. So No, our bullpen. That's why I'm drop. excited, guy. Okay? 
Like I'm excited. Steel is like, uh, plus twenty five hundred uh, betting it. It is he's tied for fifth in the NAL. Who's NL running? Side. Who's leading it? Hey, yes, to, you'll never get it. According to the sports books, yeah, it has to be someone from the Rays. I would it's a assume. name I've never seen in my life. Is it someone from the Rays then? From Minnesota, Minnesota, and uh-uh. that could be AL. Wow, this is specifically NL. Zach Gallen. No idea who that is, to be honest. What team? What team? Uh, Spencer Strider. Um, he's second. At uh, Zach is plus two hundred. And Spencer Strider from the Braves is plus two twenty five. What was the first Clayton person? Is eleven hundred. Zach Gallen. What team? From Arizona, if I'm not Arizona. But yeah, um, yeah. The best ERA on the Sox is Giolito with three point six two. I thought the most exciting the news from from the White Sox this week was that uh, a guy from the Cleveland Indians or Cleveland Guardians killed a pigeon. <laughs> I did see that. Flashbacks to Randy Johnson. Oh, that bird exploded. But I think this one had just dropped. I don't know if it was a pigeon, yeah. but I know it was a bird. A bird. So I'm fine with <laughs> killing pigeons. We should kill every pigeon that's out there. All right. But then there wouldn't be food for hawks. Okay, get back on topic. Yes. So, you know, from the very unfamous pigeon header hater like Chris CJ over there. Um, move, moving on to the me- meat and potatoes of the show, right? What we wanted to do today was take take a take some time. What you'll hear us reference is a positivity scale, right? As you know, the show is called Trio Positivity. We are very positive people, as you guys probably know. Um, very. So you'll hear us reference the positivity scale. So we kind of want to establish that today. Uh, maybe take a minute to like take a you know, a little gander around the Chicago team, see where they are on the scale. Um, you know, everyone has their own scale, so it's fairly subjective, but we just want to establish that today, right? Um, so that that was my idea, boys. Just talk about the scale, what it is, what it means to you, um, you know, what's what's the upper echelon, what's the lower echelon. Just talk about that. Um, yeah, um, would love to hear your thoughts, where you guys are with this, what, you know. How we so, can move it forward here. So this is where we're going to get into the creativeness of it. So Miller, why don't you go ahead and go over what you have as your first points here? Like how you... So basically with the positivity scale, what we want to do is we want to assign a, a number uh, on to how each team is performing and and adjust that for any news that comes out. For a, an easy example would be we can have the... The Bears at a positivity rating at a five. You don't say um, it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Say something else. <laughs> Jalen Johnson. <laughs> and Soldier Field blows up. Yes. And, and then we go down to a positivity rating of a three because we no longer have home field advantage. Okay. So that would be something that we would kind of adjust that scale towards. And we'll kind of keep track of that as the season goes on, as we get new stories. So, for instance, if the Bulls trade um, one of our big pieces, uh, like Zach Levine, that would adjust the positivity scale for each team. Now, the, obviously, like Boopin mentioned, the positivity scale is subjective to each individual. We'll each have our own opinions. But we'll also include kind of something about the trajectory of the team. 
because you can have two two threes, right? You can have two threes of the two, same type of organization. For instance, you can have the uh, the Bears and you can have the Bulls. You can consider both of them kind of equal setting right now. But the Bulls are definitely on the downtrend where the Bears are on the up. So that's kind of what we're doing with the scale. We're going to adjust this, maybe use other terms as we move forward with this scale to represent how we feel about our teams. Chris, so, anything to add? CJ, anything to add? So I I will probably compare it more towards dumb stuff. Like the, you the don't outlook. say. Well, I think we can all agree I am the most positive person of the three of us. <laughs> and with that being said, I am always right. So I'm sorry, I didn't very... know it was a joke scorer over here. <laughs> Wait, hold on now. Let me finish. Okay, let me finish. I don't know if it's the Robitussin talking, but <laughs> um, if we were to compare stuff, I will probably compare it with food. So I think Luminati's deep dish pizza is the best thing out there. I think middle of the road is Portillo's. I wouldn't put it too high or too low. And I haven't thought of a bottom one yet, but another another shout out to Byron's over on Irving Park Road. You know, uh, I, I've thought of a bottom for you. What is it? Hooters Wings. No, how dare you? Oh, people! There are people that are like, there are people that trash over B Dubs. Hooters Wings are gross. I hate. You don't Hooters go for wings. the wings. <laughs> okay, Miller. What's a good see, wing in your opinion? See, see my point then. What's what's your what's what's a good wing so we can kind of gauge where your scale is? What? I mean, that's just one. Like, like you want me to rank my wing places? Yeah. Like what's what's top of the line for you? I'm not a foodie. Then why would you? How I dare mean, you talk bad about Hooters? Then take it back. I I'm with Chris on this one. Take it back. I, just, I think they're gross. Their buffalo Breaded. shrimp is fantastic. I have never we, had it. I, I've never hey, had Hooters, it. And why are you going to tell me to take it back if you've never had it? Because Hooters, there's if some you're people listening, that swear by it. Not a sponsor. Hooters, if yeah, you ever... All you dudes, just, old dudes. Listen, if Hooters is happening to listen to this podcast and wants to sponsor us, we'll gladly make sure Miller does not show up. Okay? Or anyone or that send me a briefing of Hooters. Hooters. Uh, but no, like, um, here's, here's what I wanted to say. Okay. Um, we are three dudes in Chicago. Like we, this is all we do. We talk about Chicago things. So my interpretation of the positive scale was we say things that, that you can relate to, that it's probably not, not a scale for other people outside the world. Right. My example, and feel free to disagree. Please let us know on Twitter. What do you guys think about the scale? But let's think about the worst thing we can imagine, right? Maybe someone putting um, ketchup on a hot dog or calling Sears Towers Willis Towers or the Steve Bartman incident with the Cubs, right? I feel like that's like the bottom of the scale. When I say average, again, feel free to disagree. We have three different things, opinions going on. But I just want to give you guys the breadth of what we what you'll hear here. An average when you when I hear is I hear Jake Cutler's career. You know, I know. You know what's, you know what's fans, crazy? 
<clears throat> you know what's what? crazy? We had a 45 minute discussion before we started recording this. I, and I, we said I we, had and to. We said we were not bringing this up. So this is I, now. I, off I the, had to. Off I'm rails. sorry. This is this is this is me. But I, I thought it's almost this like was someone like a, not. It's almost like someone not reading the agenda before going live. But go ahead, continue. Okay, Boopin, give us the give us go your ahead. analogy for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, break so it down for us. Like you know, there are oh, people or better out there. yet, or better yet, the White Sox. I was so waiting for that. Yes. There is there is nothing on the scale you, actually from the actually White Sox. Name, I was gonna say, can you actually name moments in the White Sox? I, I feel like hey, the 2005 World Series didn't they sweep all the way through or mm. most of the way? They, I think they. You lost guys swept in game. the in the World Series. Yeah, so I think they won the, last like one game, one game. But you again, also have the Burley perfect game, right? Yeah, you like, have the so catch. That's that's what I want to say. Like I want to say again. This is not established, and maybe this is not the thing we want to do, but I would love to be that way. Like, there are some people for whom Jay Culler was a lead, and his stats were lead, but to a normal normal fan, I feel like his career was literally average. Above average arm strength and what he can throw, but his career was average, right? Some people, it's just blamed on the bad offensive line. Not going to name any names. Sexy Rexy was just so fucking good. That Jay Cutler couldn't even get up there. That could also be a thing. That's wrong too, because we all know Orton here's a who was the best. Yeah, oh, like 2006 World Series, right? Like, I'm oh, sorry, um, but again, um, but on on the other end, like, let's talk about positive things. Positive things I can think of, even though it hates me. You're supposed I think it was to a, judge yeah. the White Sox. Give us. You're the supposed scale to judge the, the White, White Sox. Sox. We're still waiting on this. Okay. And listeners, uh, listeners, we are not letting go of this because we literally spent 45 minutes discussing <laughs> what we were going to talk about and shit okay. just hit the fan. So I am ready uh, yeah. to hear what this I will this keep it real with you guys, okay? 20 games ago, I literally was talking, tear the team, sell the team, tear down to the bare bones, trade everybody. Uh, we already covered farm. this. Give me the details. What are the positives? What are the negatives? And what's That's your the negatives? Scale? Like twenty days ago, how I felt about the socks was the bottom of the line, right? The the three years There's nothing rebuild, to do with the team. The three years rebuild I've been on is at the bottom, but in the middle is we made a playoff a couple of years ago. We won the division a couple of years ago. That's middle of the line. The two thousand five two thousand five World Series is probably on top of the Sox like scale, right? Just just. Just for com- comparison. And again, it's a subjective cycle. If someone disagrees with me, please add us. Let us know where we are, we've, we've been wrong. But before they interrupted me rudely, what I wanted to say is on top of Chicago, instead of Cubs and Sox, if you think of the positive things that have happened in the city, I can, even though it pains me to admit this, the, the World Series that the Cubs won was a really good thing for the city. It was a really positive thing. I don't think I've seen the city... That's not true, but the city was in a really positive moment that day, right? I'm thinking of the 85 Bears. I'm thinking of like the World Series, sorry, the Blackhawks winning three cups in like five years. That's when the city was at the positive. But I think the upper echelon is Jordan 3 Pete, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying we have a scale of positivity from like bad things to average things to great things. That's what I'm trying to establish here. I'm going to shut up and let this smart people talk now. Thank you. I'm glad you acknowledge that there's smart people on this podcast. So, Miller, I'll leave it off to you because um, we're for, apparently we're forgetting that not only was there one three-peat, there was 
two three-peats for the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Not to mention, 2016, greatest, I think, sports event I've ever witnessed in my life. Um, and, I, and I think he what he was <clears throat> going to say, but he didn't want to, is it brought the city together because we really know that 80% of the people in Chicago are Cubs fans. I, I wanted to say more good things, but I'm contractually obligated to not say good, better things than what I did. So I will that's say the best you get. I will say so, one of the the heartbreaking things I've ever witnessed was the Deep Rose injury. That to me is probably yeah. Um, about negative things, yeah. Yes, as far as like not having a positive thing, um, I think I will I will put that down there. Jay Williams' motorcycle accident is also up there for me as well. Um. And we don't really talk about Bartman anymore. I don't even think Bartman is considered uh, a negativity for me. But uh, right now, Miller's throwing a fit right now, which is fantastic because we are definitely off the rails. So I want to hear what he has to say. Well, I was just going to bring it back to the point of this positivity. Scale. Whether you guys use your analogies or whether we use numbers or whatever we use, the focus being on the scale itself. And what the, the general premise of this was we would take a team, like I mentioned, the Chicago Bears. Let me just give the rundown for me. We would look at the positives, the negatives, and anything in between and kind of make your rating. So you can look at the Bears and say the positives is the offensive weapon. The QB situation seems to be solid there. The secondary seems to improve. The negatives could be Offensive line questions. We don't know what it's going to be. Defensive line is pathetic. Neutral. Yeah, you got you got to talk about the new stadium in Arlington Heights. Let's go, baby. So you give a you give a positivity number, or you give an analogy, or something along those lines. You can say, okay, the Bears are a four or five, five uh, upward trending. There's there's your rating. And then as the season goes on, there's going to be stories that come out, and we would adjust the ratings. You can talk about the Bulls. And you can talk about the positives that they have. Yeah, because like, there are none. So you would have to fall back to Michael Jordan era, the Derrick Rose era, because there are no positives about this team. You look at the negatives, you can say, is Zach Levine, was that contract even intelligent? Who knows? Can you trade him? DeRozan, is he even going to be part of this team? No, this team is stuck in mediocrity, where you do not want to be as the NBA team, where it seems like the Bull, the Bulls have been for the last 20 years. Actually, I, I moved to move that as average, like the Bulls team the last couple of years. They don't have anything to like make it to all the way and they don't they're not bad. They're like But it's a positivity rating. It's not an average or below average rating. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I, saying positive. You're you're yeah. looking at it as a positive aspect. Is there something positive coming from it? No, they're going down. They don't have anything in their favor. They're stuck in the worst place you can be in the NBA. Yeah, so the scale would be neutral to like not positive for them, right? It would be not. It would be not positive. Exactly. It wouldn't okay, be. And the, and the Bears would be neutral ACL. to it would be yeah. Derrick Rose ACL positive or negative. It would be. It would be. Um, um, the Bulls getting rid of Michael Jordan before his final year. They, the Bulls didn't get rid of him. That's they. They clearly. If you they watch the last of, dance, they got rid of Jackson, which caused Jordan to not come back. So it wasn't Joel, that's he left. So they got rid of him. They didn't get rid Point of him. Stands. He, he chose to leave. He said it himself. 
So that would be some things that we're looking at. Okay. And we can let's run talk through about, it. Let's talk about, like, I don't know if this is, like, three-peat level or even, like, Cubs World Series level. But talk about positives. Blackhawks, baby. They got the number one pick. They bedard, got bedard, 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 bedard. They, there are people chugging beers every day for this, okay? We know personally people are chugging beers for them every day. Get hard for Bedard, you know? It's it's, it's just a thing now, you know? Jesus Christ. But Obviously, like, that no, news story is a big deal. But if you're judging on the positivity of the Blackhawks <laughs> and you're going to focus on that, it's definitely going to change the trajectory of the team, but it's not going to change them to it. They're not going to be the the the, the the two three peat champ bulls level. No, they're they're still gonna no, be the, lower the, the, echelon, a lower echelon yeah. because that's where they're at. They're at a rebuild right now. This definitely yeah. improves the trajectory, but they're still at a rebuild. They're still at yeah. a level. But like hopefully what, going up. What we could help use help with is like we know what a bad looks like. We know what a good looks like. The average is like somewhere where we need help with. So let us know. Let us know what you guys think. That was like somewhere in that scale of like somewhere between like a three to a seven, right? Things that you probably think are a five or a three or a five or a seven. Let us know. And the the point I bring back to this is like for the rest of your listening career with this podcast, you will hear us go back to the scale, right? Every story we cover, every at the beginning of the episode, end of the episode, you will hear this scale reference. We just wanted you guys to like understand and come with us into the room and think about what this means and what it looks like. And the goal is not for you to agree with us. Hopefully you don't. That leads for a way better discourse. But that's the idea. The idea is you'll hear a scale represented in this episode, everything we talk about. And we just wanted you guys to bring you into what we talk about every day. You know? Yeah, because we always talk about uh, Jay Cutler's mediocre career um, in our in Chicago in our, hot dogs, Chicago with, ketchup hot dogs with ketchup only. Somehow some that's a like controversial. This that's a controversial topic here. I thought this would be a slam dunk. Maybe some well, people are not from Chicago. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I thought ketchup on a hot dog was a crime in Chicago. Turns out it's not. It is. No, it is. I, I had to pick up his damn hot dogs from the store. That's why you have someone else do it for you. Um, so how? So now that we've kind of given them this outline, um, Miller, let's go ahead and use it and talk about the Cubs moving forward. So as it stands right now, what are some positives? What are some negatives? And where do you think your positivity number is as of now? With the Cubs, obviously, what is what is the goal this year? To be average? We're we've run into a hard strip. We're definitely below average right now. Some people uh, was at Jake Hunter's career, but six six. We're about six games back. But you have to look at the positive and the upward trajectory. To be honest with you, the it, positives it, you got defense. We probably have the best uh, or one of the best shortstop second base combos in the league. Defense around the outfield. Superb. I don't know if you guys saw Suzuki's throw out the other day. That was a fucking launch. Nailed the guy at third. That was nice. 
And then you still have, which will hopefully one day be the number one in the rotation, Justice Steele, who we've previously mentioned. Uh, negatives. The big one is we don't have that big bat. Yeah, we brought in Coley Bellinger to try to fill that role, but you know what? He's in a one-year deal. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, then we have um, – we're just hoping that players are going to develop, right? We don't know that people in the minor league are going to develop. We're hoping. And then you got you to gotta – Get the elephant in the room. It's the cheap-ass owners. You don't know what they're going to do with money. We have our own TV station, but we can't pony up money to, to get these big free agents, so we just don't know what it's going to be. I put it at probably about a four. De- definitely trending upwards, but there's a lot of room to grow. Uh, and in order to be above five, you got to be in the playoff conversation, in my opinion. And whether, Maybe the Cubs turn it around and make it and get there, but I don't see it happening. Um, I will disagree with you. I think the Cubs are at least five out of ten. I think the offensive numbers will be helpful. Um, I will say it. I think the Cubs. Uh, I think the Cubs have a shot at wild card. I think the the Central is very, very weak. Um, the Cardinals are still on the, the downward. Cubs have a shot at hell and wild card. People are asking if this is a chuck bet. I'm. I said it when the season started. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs were in contention of the wild card spot. I think offense always was an issue back then. Pitching has become an issue over the last four years, but we've never had an offense this consistent in a long time. And I think that's going to be so. That's going to be our our plus. So I I would put the positivity level at a six. Mm. I hope so, but I just don't see the. I think the wild there's too many good teams. But, eh, you might be right. I mean, Miller's out of five. You're out of six. Ah, you no, guys said four, he bro. Said four. I changed four. it to four. Okay, okay. Four, six. I got to come in at like what? A f- two? Just to balance it out. Again, I, 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 it pains me to agree, but you guys are on the up and up. You guys are doing it the right way. You're. Bullpen is like, you know, beginning of the year was hot, red hot. It's calmed down a little bit. You guys are doing it the right way. A little way. bit. Shit's trash. It's been I'm, trash. I'm probably, I'm probably closer. But hey, I am a betting man. I will take a chug bet any day. So bring me a. If you guys I'll, are I'll, a chug bet. I'll give you a chug bet. I bet you the Cubs have a better record than the White Sox. Mm, that's Dude. the only bet you can do. You are okay. on, my friend. Okay. This will be the second steak dinner you buy me. It's actually you, just a chug, but you can call that whatever it's you want to call it. We'll chug at steak dinner that I'm owed. Well, it's an expensive beer. beer that you're chugging. So what about the White Sox, Boopin? What shitty number do you want to give your team? Near, I'll start. You guys are at a one. <laughs> I Again, I was at a one with you. I was probably at a it zero. It could be a one. It yeah, could but, still blow it up. Yeah, I, I was at a zero, but... I want to see them compete. I, I I said playoffs. That seemed like a future dream. That seemed like a very impossible dream. No, like, we've no, already no, covered no. that. Can you we've cover covered. what we've been covering? Yes. Positives, negatives, rating, number. Go. Yes. I I am worried that I'm gonna Wait, give them too a high a number. What's a positive? What's the positives of the White Sox Luis right now? Luis Roberts, who's hurt. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Wait, he's not hurt. He's, he got he's, hurt yesterday. Oh damn! I I gotta keep up with him. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if it's bad, but he definitely got hurt yesterday. But he he's good. The pitching is like holding their own. Our like again, our pitchers are so up and down. It's so hard to say. But he is on the say. I'm gonna give him a four with a positive outlook. Okay. You literally didn't give us anything. You said you the one no name. Positive. You gave one player. No I negative. can do a better job with your team. Positives. Offense. Positives. Pitching staff. I can Negatives. also say inconsistently as fuck. You know what? I'll give Defense a positive. Sucks. I'll give a positive. The four tickets for 20 bucks plus a drink and a hot dog. That's a <laughs> they positive. They still don't get fans. That's not a positive. <laughs> okay, dude, fine. Dude, that's a positive, I am, Chris. I am that's with you. I am Negative. all about that. No one shows up. Bro, I could just show up and have three empty seats next to me, but I would have three hot dogs and three drinks with me. <laughs> I would love if the Cubs were just worried about their own I, goddamn team. I know we should, but you you were answering the question, so we have to do that for you. Note, on that very positive note, as we always do on this show, right? People, thanks for listening today. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button below. Maybe someday in the near future, we can have positivity coming out of Chicago sports. But until then, we will suffer in this misery together. Until next time, goodbye. Bye.